Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Great Scott Podcast. Today, I'm joined by director, writer, and producer, Mr. Matthew Fine. How are things going, Matthew? Everything's great, Scott. Thanks for having me on. No problem. I'm glad that uh, I'm glad that I that I could have you. Um, it'll be fun. <laughs> it definitely will be. So, um, tell me how how did your uh, start of acting and writing uh, all occur, and, and what was the first thing that uh, that you did as far as directing and, and writing goes? Well, I mean, so the, the process of creating the movie really started, uh, you know, I have a, an older brother who's a filmmaker, and uh, we, we shot a film for him in 2008 and 2009, which was his college story. And we shot it up in Michigan, and I helped produce. And uh, I kind of got bit by the bug. There was a particular moment where I, where I helped with the, uh, a piece of the dialogue, and it was, it was kind of a funny thing. And uh, as the movie progressed and, and finally made it to the screen, the little funny bit that I had added, or you know, they they, they included into the into the film, uh, got a big laugh at South by Southwest down in Austin, Texas, and I was officially bit by the bug. Um, just the idea of, of being able to take something from just a little idea to you know, uh, 500 people laughing, uh, it kind of got me excited. So, so after we got Jeff. I'm sorry. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. I'm sorry. I thought that I was, uh... <laughs> was just going to say, so after we got Jeff's movie, uh, which is called Cherry and is available on Amazon Prime, after we got that uh, out and about, um, you know, I started slowly working through a couple of ideas. And uh, they, everybody just kept telling me, you know, write what you know. And, uh, you know, having had a 30-year career as an artist and showing my work uh, at outdoor art fairs, uh, pretty much my entire adult life, I decided that that would be, it's an interesting thing. I think everybody's been to one of those outdoor art fairs and kind of wonder uh, what goes on a little bit behind the scenes. And so I, I basically uh, started writing a romantic comedy that's set at an outdoor art fair. Uh, so I was just going to ask you uh, when I accidentally had uh, interrupted you there if the name of the film was uh, Cherry that, that you were talking about. And uh, I know that I just heard heard you mention it, so... Uh, so yeah, that's all. That's all that I was gonna say as as far as that goes. Well, I'll I'll, I'll say this just briefly. So so it's kind of a fun story. Uh, it is also autobiographical of my brother, and it is uh, it's it's the story of a college freshman at an Ivy League school who's supposed to be studying engineering, who loves art, and uh, ends up auditing an art class and gets an easel next to a a thirty something year old continuing ed student who he falls for, and then her younger teen daughter falls for him so does the somewhat innocent love triangle of mother daughter and our wide-eyed freshman it's a really it's a it's a it's a very fun and fast-paced film uh and like i say it's on on amazon so anybody wants to see kind of the the first of the fine brothers films because jeff returned the favor to me and produced my movie so uh yeah let's definitely get to that um so your your film that uh, that you had produced um can you talk about what it was like uh, on set and um, what it was like working with the most amazing group of people as far as talent goes, uh, working on uh, Art Art Show Bingo? Sure, you know Art Show Bingo. It, it was you know it was it was it was interesting. You know, as an as an artist, I. Uh, I, I get to kind of make my work. I make sculpture. Um, I, I cast glass, which is an interesting process, and put it together with granite, and I make these sculptures. And I, you know, I get to do those 
basically alone. Uh, you know, I get an idea or if I bump into a problem, it's, you know, it's up to me to, to solve it. And, um, that's one of the things I say about art. It's, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's problem solving. It's just, we create our own problems. And, um, so with, 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 with art show bingo, the, the process that was so dramatically different for me was the fact that it was in fact very collaborative. Um, I, I am not a film director. Um, and, and Jeff, uh, my older brother was on set for the first, uh, couple of days i can't remember it was four or five days of the shoot he was around and basically looking back on that that was me going to film school because he then uh had some 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 obligations so he wasn't able to be on set anymore and i had to go from there and, and one of the things that you when you look at the nfl and you see the guys with the uh the big the, the coaches with the big cards with all the colors on them um i basically made a big <laughs> coded card with each of the actors their strengths their weaknesses how they were, you know, and Jeff helped me kind of figure out how to talk to them. And, and I, I basically had this card, you know, hidden away in, in this little box or briefcase I carry around with me whenever I need to go talk to an actor or, 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 or discuss a shot with the, with the uh, cinematographer. I'd pull out my little magic card and look and go, okay, that's right. Cause I, you know, I really didn't, didn't even know the language uh, of a lot of it. Um, and, and, you know, with talking with actors, you don't want to tell them, you don't want to, you don't want to tell them what to do. You want to, give suggestions and yeah. uh so it's a, it's a little bit of a different thing but you know from the collaborative standpoint i mean basically what i found myself doing is realizing i was not uh i was not the experienced one i was you know one of the, the, the people who didn't know what was going on um from from a lot of production standpoint so i had to kind of basically figure out who the smartest guy in the room was and trust him and uh, <laughs> I, I actually really enjoyed that so uh, just to read off some of the people that were uh, in this film, this film starred um, James Maslow from uh, Big Time Rush. Uh, yeah, let's, let's just talk about him for one second. Okay. So, so, so you know, we can kind of go through him if you want, but I just, you know, so James is, is you know, a professional professional. I mean, he, 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 he was raised on, you know, on, on, you know, I think when he was 14 or 15 when he started on Big Time Rush. And, you know, just learned, you know, he was 26, I think, when we shot our film. So, you know, over 10, 12 years of being, you know, uh, a professional actor and a, and a very, you know, those, those kinds of, uh, they, you know, they, those kinds of, of TV shows, they really are very demanding of them. And, you know, so he, he showed up, he was prepared, thoughtful, um, he, you know, he really wanted to work with, with the other actors and he was just, very, um, very professional and very focused on, on, on doing the best that he could. And also, you know, for a guy who, who has, you know, over 3 million Twitter followers, you know, uh, he, you know, he, he certainly liked things to be right. Um, and, and the only friction we ever had was just because some of my naivete led to <laughs> some, you know, him kind of waiting on me to figure something out, um, which, you know, there's a lot of waiting around when you're making films, but, um, you know, he was so gracious with the fans. I mean, people would come up and, and want autographs, and, you know, we'd go out to restaurants. And I still didn't kind of realize how famous he was until we actually started shooting and, and kind of the public reaction to him. Just to piggyback, he was great to work with. Just, just to piggyback on what you said, um, this guy is probably the most talented human being that I think I've ever seen. And I know that's kind of a, a statement to say, but once you see him in action, wow. That's all that I can say is wow. 
I mean, yeah, but so, so we shot, we shot uh, the, 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 I'll tell you what was also kind of blew me away early on in my experience with them. So we, we centered the shoot uh, for the first uh, week or so out of my temple in Norfolk, Virginia, because it was right next to the, um, the park, the Stockley Gardens Park that we shot the, uh, the first show, the Stockley Gardens Arts Festival show. Uh, in the movie was shot there. And so we had this great resource of, you know, dressing rooms and you know, kind of everything we needed, uh, places for people to eat and all that at, at, my, at my temple. And at one point we went into, uh, into the chapel and there's a, an incredible, beautiful Steinway piano. And he sat down and just started playing. And it was just, I mean, it wasn't, it was remarkable. I mean, he, he kind of just broke into a kind of a classical piece of music and you know, I mean, I knew he was a, kind of a pop star, but man, he's got some he's got some serious piano chops as well. And and you know, and, and he would he he did a lot of singing just when he was waiting around, and just an amazing voice. And yeah, he's 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 definitely multi multi talented. Oh yeah, I think that this guy is going to be a multinational sensation. Um, <laughs> and the funniest Christopher yeah. Walken impersonation you ever heard. <laughs> oh, uh, Christopher Walken. Oh yeah, <laughs> I, he, so he I, would jump in. <laughs> yeah. So I've actually seen uh, that there's some video on YouTube of him uh, when he was on uh, Big Time Rush doing that, and I've and I've seen that, and like you say, it's very hilarious and uh, just he's very funny with it. <laughs> he definitely he definitely had us some stitches uh, with that uh, a bunch. And I think he might play Christopher Walken better than Walken himself. <laughs> he's good. He could. He's he definitely, definitely could. Good. So uh, some some of the other actors that were also on this was uh, Jesse Pepe. Yep. So Jesse gave sent his audition, and it, it, his audition completely blew me away to the point that I said to the other actors, I was like, "You guys should look at this audition because it, he he you know so many people are just kind of reading the lines, and he I mean, he just totally owned it. And uh, and and then he's got uh, so I was doing a little more research on him, and he's got um, he does like these rap songs that are very very funny. Um, He's got a kind of like alter ego named JP, and uh, one of his videos is called uh, "I'm Not Gay." I'm not gay. It's so funny. It's just—it's like a hip hop video of a guy who's claiming not to be gay, but then at the end he finally <laughs> kind of comes out. And it's a very, very funny, funny piece. And and so between his incredible audition and uh, then kind of this endearing music that he has online, uh, I, I definitely wanted him. And, and 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 he's the one who I who I most relied on uh, as an actor to improv. Um, he was very very funny, and his you know his character in the movie is funny, and a lot of that is is just him, either improving or just taking the lines and just going you know kind of off the reservation with them and just really owning it and just being funny. And he's just he, I I think you know I, I thought he did a, a tremendous job of owning his character. Uh, the casting for this was just perfect. I mean, um, you cannot have asked for much better actors and actresses uh, to do a film than what these yeah, people well, did. Ella was kind of the same way. Uh, the girl who plays uh, the love interest, Rachel, Ella Lentini, uh, you know, her, her uh, she was actually supposed to uh, audition for Susan and, and she, you know, she had her hair dyed like she did in the movie and uh, it was actually green and not blue, but um, it, she ended up reading the, the that part, and it was another kind of no-brainer. In fact, the, the, those four actors, um, I felt really, really comfortable, um, you know, having never met them, 
just on their audition yeah. tapes. Uh, you know, we, we ended up actually doing a, a really cool Skype with James when we were kind of nailing it down. He, he was more interviewing us than, than the other way around. He just wanted to make sure that we were, uh, you know, true and, and I'm blue actually, and we were going to... And I'm actually looking at the uh, the IMDb for Archo Bingo, and it says that James was uh, the associate producer, which I actually did not know that. Yeah, you know, that was kind of at the end of the film. I, I just felt like he like he had done so much to... You know, he, they, you know, they, you know, they're super long days. These guys are working, and as and and you know, I, I really wanted them to feel like it was a family set. And so yeah. more times than not, I would drive them back and forth to the to the hotel. And on the way home, James would be saying, you know, hey guys, let's just go up to my room for like an hour. I want to go over what we're doing tomorrow, and you know, I've got some ideas. I want to bounce off you guys, and you know, so even after a long day, they would, they, you know, James would have them kind of getting back together to talk about it. I just felt like he really was kind of, uh, he deserved the producing credit, the executive producing credit, because he uh, he brought so much to the table uh, with, with I, it, it's just, it was, it was, it was like having, it was like having another producer. Um, you know, he was so dedicated to performance and, and working through scenes ahead of time and all that. So, so that uh, was, I know that this question might be a little bit obvious for you, but uh, would you ever work with these four, uh, four ever again? Well, you know, I think you're right about James. I think James will certainly outgrow me uh, quicker than than I would have another project for him. I'm I'd, I'd love to work with him again, <clears throat> but um, you know, I, I think you know Ella does. Um, she does a bunch of shorts herself, and and Jesse. I mean, they the the uh, they all are very um, smart uh, young people, and I, I'd, I'd love to. You know, I, I'd I'd love to be a part of you know help them with one of their projects at some point. Um, and then we didn't talk about Lillian, uh, the the Susan, the girlfriend, the you know the old girlfriend, and and she she also you know I would say very much inhabited her her character, and um, she she was very um, um, she wanted Susan to not be one dimensional. She wanted her to you know uh, have have more more layers to the to the character, and I really thought she brought that to her to the character, not just kind of the you know one one note old girlfriend, but you know with her own ambitions and stuff like that. So, so uh, and the rest of the crew was all was everybody else is from Norfolk, Virginia, in Virginia Beach. I mean, all the other actors and you know everybody else was local, uh, which was cool. So, uh, where was the uh, river scene shot at uh, when you guys shot shot that? You lost me. River scene. Uh, when James and the other girl goes into uh, the river. Uh, oh yeah. Yeah. So, so that's supposed to be that's supposed to be uh, the ocean. Um, or the ocean. Yeah. So we went with a kind of the kind of half skinny dipping scene. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So the night swim. Yeah, the night swim was shot down. Um, you know, we're, we're on a low budget, so a lot of things had to kind of get tied together. So the uh, the scene that's on the uh, Ocean View fishing pier, where where uh, um, Rachel's mom comes to uh and 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 and, and uh, uh or he comes to apologize for kind of making a mess first of all the uh uh the the mom was played by my wife karen who did the for for a role that wasn't supposed to be a speaking role the, the actors were like no 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 you should say this and you know i'm i'm over doing something back out something with with, with the cinematographer and i come back over and they're like rehearsing lines with my wife that they could just kind of on the fly put together and Anyway, they, that was great. But we ended up shooting that that night. So we went from we watched the sunset with them, and then that evening 
uh, as it got dark, we went and shot by the by the fishing pier. We shot the uh, the swim scene. So, how long did it take you guys to film film the uh, movie from from start to finish? It was it was we shot on seventeen days, um, spread over three weeks. So a pretty quick shoot, but you know we, this this is an ultra low budget film, which means it was less than two hundred fifty thousand dollars. And the way the SAG rules work, uh, without getting too lost in that stuff, is that you know if you spend more than two fifty, then the the rate of the actors goes up significantly. So we oh, had yeah. to be on on budget, and um, and we were. And but it, it, it we actually had an eighteen day schedule. We ended up chopping a day just for for cost to to fit it in. So it was it was fast and furious for sure. Yeah, it definitely sounds like it. Uh, sounds like you guys really had to put out this this content pretty quickly. Yeah, and, and what I'll say about that is, you know, I my my cinematographer uh, Dave Haycox uh, is is a guy who I've known for a, a bunch of years and. Um, you know, he really helped us craft uh, the ability to shoot quickly. Um, you know, we, we mo more times than not, we're using two cameras, which means you've got two monitors, which with a rookie director is, is, is kind of tough. But they, you know, they, they made it easy for me. And, and uh, we, but, but, but we, we definitely shot two cameras almost every shot. And uh, so we were, we were kind of lucky to, to plow through it like that. And you've had a positive response to the, to the film as well. Uh, from uh, and it looks like it's just been a nothing but a but a success for you. Yeah, well, we, so we premiered at the uh, Breckenridge Film Festival, and I, like I said, I, I spent four years writing it. We shot it in 17 days, and I spent almost 15, 16 months editing. And and so you know, it's almost you know, five, six years after the original idea that there I am standing in front of an audience for the first time, and you know. And though my mom had seen it, I didn't. <laughs> I didn't have anybody. You know, wasn't a lot of critical uh, advice that I could trust. Uh, everyone was pretty invested who had seen the film, and so we, 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 my wife and I went out to Breckenridge, and which is a beautiful place, and and they screened the film, and and we were you know a, a three quarters full audience, and you know I expected half. You know when it was over, I, I expected half people to walk out, which they didn't, and then. Uh, I expected when it was over that they might ask a question or two, but they were just, they were, oh, it was so heartfelt. And you know, the, you know, the comments made me, you know, the, the one thing you worry about when you're doing a movie that's like this is that, you know, that's supposed to be a very heartfelt. It's, it's a razor's edge between heartfelt and corny. And uh, you really don't know until, and, and, you know, and every person has their own meter for that. But you really don't know until you get the chance to kind of let a group of people see it. And they were all laughing at the right spots. And, you know, they, there's a Colorado joke in there that they, they of course, ate that one up. Uh, they, they, love, they love the pot humor uh, in, that, in that one scene. But uh, it was, you know, I, could, I, I kind of walked out of that screening. My wife said, well, what do you think? And I'm like, I don't have to worry anymore. Like, I, I know, I know that, that people will like my movie. So, and yeah, and then on Amazon, we've had an incredible response, you know. Uh, and, then I, and then I did a screening in my hometown. Uh, and we have this old theater, you know, with the old balcony and all that. Uh, Hundred-year-old theater, and there are 530 seats. And we had, uh, we sold 530 tickets. I think there are at least, you know, 520 people in there, and wow. they, you know, and, and a lot of them knew me, or they knew the other actors, or they knew the cinematographer, and certainly everyone in my community knew the, you know, the Boardwalk Art Show and the Stockley Gardens and the Ocean View Fishing Pier and all these scenes, you know, all these places that were familiar for them, and they, you know, it was, I, I, they ate it up with a spoon. It was so exciting to have this 
audience who, who was already kind of biased in my direction, um, started laughing and just enjoyed it. And it's all local music as well. Uh, all the, all the musicians are, most of them are young, independent, uh, musicians from, from North Virginia Beach. And so it was, it was, it was a really good, it was truly a feel good, uh, session. And then, yeah. And then on Amazon, we've got, the. And I will uh, definitely promote that when I put this podcast out uh, as well. So, because uh, everybody should check out this film. Um, very well done. Like I said, the casting was perfect. And um, just, you can tell that everybody worked hard on, on this. And um, I mean, I got nothing, nothing bad to say about it at all. It was just a really, really well done film. Well, it's kind of fun, you know, you, you for me, this is a labor of love, and, and this entire community, and, and all the all the from the you know production assistants to the cameramen to the guys carrying the you know the lights and all that stuff, you know they didn't they didn't necessarily need for it to be a labor of love for them, but I I felt like we really did create a family, and I think everyone really really cared about creating the best product, and 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 the, and the other shout out I'll give is to uh, is to Mike Diller, uh, who was my editor. I mean he. We this process should have only editing should have taken you know five six months, and he he and uh, Vernon Gwynn, one of the other producers, my brother, you know we sat in there and it just it, it was slow but it just kept getting better and we kept just saying you know what it's going to take as much time but there's you know there's no <laughs> there's no time limit let's let's get let's make the best movie we can and we really did you know even if it's just a, getting rid of a tiny bit there a tiny bit there you know it. And, and the other thing is, is I'm one of these guys, like a lot of people, who, who kind of don't like continuity flaws. And I'm really proud. I don't think there's a single continuity flaw, in, in, you know, that, which is something for a rookie director. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So uh, are you uh, looking at making another film here within the next uh, year or two or maybe even five years? Yeah. I mean, th- th- so this was, you know, uh, God bless my wife. You know, I, I live this multi-pronged life where, you know, in the movie, the dad uh, runs a storage business, so I, that's my real job. I, I own a storage business. I make my sculpture, and I, and I, you know, I made this movie, and I've got some nonprofit stuff I do in my hometown, and and so this was this was definitely was uh, taxing for all of my my, my family. Uh, I I definitely have another script idea, but I I think uh, I think it's time for me just to, to kind of sit back at least for you know a couple more months before I start. You know, so I, I, you know, but yeah, I like your five-year plan. I, I think in the, in the, you know, and and it's basically, you know, I, I I love working with my brother. He's uh, he's we we see eye to eye, and he's smart. And we push each other, and I'd love to make another film with him. So yeah, I, I, something will probably happen. Yeah, I was going to ask you what it was like to to work with uh, family because uh, it doesn't always seem seem to work out for for everybody as far as working with with family goes. But uh, so so yeah. You know, Jeff was Jeff. My older, he was always, you know, you know, we've always kind of been, you know, one of my best friends. And and uh, as kids, we would watch movies over and over and over again, just you know, wear them out on the the old VCR tapes. And and uh, you know, so we, we kind of we always had this vocabulary between us. And we, you know, it's there's a lot of un, unspoken stuff. And and even when things get when we have a you know a disagreement um, on, on on something, it's it's always spirited and fun. And you know, we know we know at the end of the day, we certainly really love each other and uh yeah it's great i'd I'd love to work with them again and uh speaking of family you also had some other family that was also in uh, art show bingo as well correct (laughs) yes so uh, one of my sons uh is is plays lance the uh the 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 cinematographer who 
who, who, who Ori hires to help you know him film, and uh, my wife is in it, and 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 it's basically for those of us who who know my family, there's a little bit of a home movie component, you know. And the other funny thing is there's like it, there's like at least eight or nine gratuitous dog shots. I'm a big fan of dogs, and we have a lot of uh, dog shots, and, and including my dog and my brother's dog, and we were all we all made sure we got our dogs on set at least one day, and and got so there's. If you if you if you clue into it and you watch, you'll see a, a bunch of a bunch of dog stuff. So, <laughs> and you also shot it at uh, some of your um, storage facilities as well, correct? Yep, yep, yep. That was a, that's the dad's office is my office, <laughs> and 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 the funny thing is, so so one of the characters is is uh, the 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 guy who is the maintenance man at the storage facilities. Name is Wheezy, which makes no sense, but. The guy who works at my storage facility, I've nicknamed him Wheezy, and uh, it was always funny. We were, we were there shooting on the movie, and, and they'd say, okay, well, we need Wheezy, and these two guys, one the actor and then the real Wheezy, are both standing there looking at each other, and they go, no, 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 we need the real Wheezy. So, so now Wheezy's gone from Wheezy to the real Wheezy. <laughs> funny. <laughs> so um, I definitely do want to uh, get to your uh, sculpture as well. Um, I was taking a look at it, and beautiful just beautiful stuff um did you use any of your sculpture for uh archo bingo at all you know i i actually took some out at the boardwalk show but it just for some reason it didn't didn't really show up in the filming um i didn't want to force it in um and it just it didn't make like 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 many things that fall, fall onto the uh, cutting room floor my, my work did but yeah you know i mean that's that's been the the the, the continuous joy of my life and like a, like a lot of people who are in the arts, you know, I struggled as an academician as a young man, and you know, art was the first place where I really was able to kind of redefine my my self confidence, and um, you know, art continues to be a, a, an incredible journey for me. I think it, you learn so much about yourself by what you're making, and um, you know, all of a sudden you look and you go, I, I you know, I, I still show a lot, and uh, you know, do do fairs and stuff in my work, and you look and you. you realize trends going on with your work that you don't really notice that you, while you're doing it and, and so it's, yeah it's a really it's a it's a great window into yourself so was that uh your major and in, in college was uh sculpturing i i was a history major as an undergrad and then i went and got a, a, a master's uh in sculpture at the university of georgia so yeah okay. i definitely studied it but not till later and you also uh do do a bit of traveling with with uh, your sculpture as well yeah, so I'm I, I so you know it used to be I did the outdoor art fairs like in the movie and and now the 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 kind of the higher end you know my work is pretty expensive these days and, and the high way to reach people um, a lot of people you know it's kind of like vacation destination art shopping so you know this time of year where we're uh, getting ready in January here uh, I'll do three or four shows down in Florida where uh, you know in, in kind of the the, the towns where the rich people hang out with nothing to do, and they come to so there are these art fairs, Art Palm Beach and Art Boca Raton, a couple of shows in Miami, and uh, I do a big show in Chicago called Sofa uh, Sculptural Object Functional Art, which is the largest showing of glasswork in the world. Um, so again, my work is is eighty ninety percent glass, cast glass, these big thick chunks of of glass that I make. So. And I hope that uh, somewhere along the way you come to Kansas City because there is a art, uh, big big art um, movement here. Um, and I know that, that you said that uh, the closest you've been thus far is uh, St. Louis. So uh, hopefully one of these days uh, you'll you'll get to make it to, um, to to Kansas City. 
Yeah, I know the, the 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 big show there is called Plaza, or that's what at least yeah. that's how they refer to it in the outdoor world. And yeah, that's supposed to be a great show, and I'd love to do it at some point. So, uh, is there? Uh, so, let me let me ask you. Uh, what advice would you give to someone who wants to get into uh, directing like, like yourself? You know, I, 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 unfortunately, the, I, I guess my advice would be more about, you know, following your dreams, uh, following your passions. And, and, and uh, you know, I, I talk to young, young people who are making the work. And I'm like, there's always a million reasons to not make your artwork, you know. Even if you have another job, if you've got anything else going on, you know, but but like I was saying, you, you get to learn so much about yourself, and you get to kind of you know, um, it's it's such an incredible journey. And if you can get you know five, ten, twenty years under your belt and look at the, the you know have a have a real history to your work and can can kind of reflect back on it, it, it you know it's it's I can't imagine anything more satisfying than you know other than you know I, I you know lucky enough to stay married to my wife for twenty five years. And, 30 years and we got you know kids who are getting grown up and you know those are those are clearly the most important things in your life but yeah. you know uh the, the the art has been uh the most enriching thing and you know my my path to being a director is probably uh unusual compared to uh, uh most you know I, I, I couldn't give a young filmmaker advice other than just to stick with it and stay around it and get involved as many projects as you can and even if it's just being a production assistant and not getting paid, you get to watch what the director's doing and see what the actors are doing and see how they're lighting stuff. And I mean, all that is, you know, just uh, one of the, one of the best pieces of advice I ever got when I was in graduate school was uh, one of my professors said, never relax your gaze. And just, I love the idea of always being a, an active, you know, viewer of whatever you're doing. Uh, and, and I, and I think that if you're, trying to get into the film world or the art world. I mean, there's always, there's always something to look at and, and soak it in and, and figure out that you've got your own vision. And, and, that, uh, and always uh, be taking classes as well, correct? Sure. I mean, if, if you, you know, or just, or work with some other artists or whatever, you know, whatever it is. I mean, what is, I don't, I don't, I, I can't, I can't say, I mean, that for some people that's the right path. Other people oh, yeah, need to work. Yeah. Well, yeah, I I definitely have have to agree with you as uh, as well there. Um, not not everybody. And you're not, doing that, and, and you know, and, and and I think you know, I think that you're doing that. You know, there's there's, there's a million reasons why not to have a podcast, right? There's, <laughs> and, there's, and there's and there's a lot of naysayers, and it's you know, it's tough to get this and that, and you know, and it's just you just you keep grinding at it, you keep getting better at it, and you know, it's. And I get great guests like like yourself as well. <laughs> no, I mean I no. It really, truly is definitely a a pleasure to to have you on. So, um, so so to go along with, uh, I know that this is kind of a, a interesting question, but to go along with um, the sculpture and also the the film, uh, is there anything else that you definitely enjoy doing? I mean, my you know, I, I've got my hobbies. I like fishing. Uh, we live on the ocean, and I love saltwater fishing. And uh, I was raised as a surfer. I'm in my middle 50s these days, so I don't surf uh, the big waves anymore. But I still love getting out in the saltwater a lot. And, yeah, I was going to say, I, uh, I would imagine since you are near near water, that fishing would probably be probably big big there. 
and I, and I and I'd probably say you know if you if you if anybody gets a chance to look at my sculpture, my my sculpture website is my last name is Fine, so it's visitfine.com. And and one of the things you'll see on there is you know I was raised next to the ocean in Virginia Beach. My parents my parents are still alive, still married, and still live in the same house I was brought home from the hospital in 1963, and that's because they live right on the ocean. And uh, so as a kid raised with uh, you know making sandcastles and all that sort of stuff. You know, basically, I brought that to my sculpture world, which is, I, you know, most of my work is, is in shades of blue. Uh, I use a lot of bubbles that get captured in the glass and, and a lot of kind of uh, circular forms that I cast into sand. So it's, it's really kind of recreating my youth with these uh, upside-down sand castles that I'm pouring the glass into and, um, you know, and, and all the colors and, and of, 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 of that. So it's, you know, the, the water has, has forever been a theme in my life. I always feel a little better when I'm standing next to the ocean. <laughs> it's just beautiful to be next to the water. It seems very calming and, and relaxing uh, effect. Yeah, no, and, and you know, and, and back that, that's the thing about surfing that I still love. It's just, there's just something about paddling, you know, around on a board and catching a wave, and it's just, you know, it's usually a sunrise or sunset. And oh, yeah. It's hard not to, hard not to notice the beauty. Yeah. So, uh, so my... My final uh, question for you, um, if you weren't in uh, directing or doing sculpture, uh, or what, what, uh, what, what could you see, see yourself doing? <laughs> huh. Uh, gosh, I don't, you know, I, I, I can't imagine, uh, you know, I've been so lucky. Um, I, I mean, I, I truly have got to live my dreams. I can't, I can't, I can't, I can't dream a better dream. I can't think of anything I'd, I'd rather be doing, um. You know, I do a bunch of nonprofit stuff in my hometown and help uh, uh, an organization that helps adults with developmental disabilities and um, a bunch of education stuff. And uh, there's a little piece of me that probably would have liked to have considered being like a nonprofit uh, executive director or something like that and been out there helping people like that. But I get to do it kind of on the other side as a board member. And, um, no, I can't. I can't. I can't. I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't trade a thing. I, well, I'm a lucky guy. I I do love when when people say that that they've just been lucky and, and blessed to be able to do what what they love love to do in life and looking back they they can see that that they have been lucky and and blessed uh, to be where where they are and, and fortunate enough not not everybody can definitely say the same thing so I just love hearing that uh, when when people say that well it, it, I, I I couldn't say it enough I, I truly am blessed and and. Uh... You know, I, my my partner, my wife, uh, supported me as I. <laughs> she's kind of she kind of holds the kite string and lets me go out and do all these crazy <laughs> things, and you know, uh, we're it's, it's a pretty good life. So you know, it sounds like I it, really appreciate you having me on. Well, thank you so much, Matthew, talking. for for your time, and uh, God bless you, sir, and uh, happy holidays you. to you. Thank you, and it's been fun talking with you, and, and good luck with your podcast. I I hope people will. Uh, continue to, to follow you. It sounds like you're doing a great job. Oh, thank you so much, Matthew. I definitely do appreciate that. Uh, uh, hopefully, I mean, I, I hope that uh, you, you come back one day. Uh, come back in a, in a thank year, you, year or two. All righty. Be uh, well. All Thanks. right, you too. All right, bye-bye.